But obviously, we are in a very unprecedented time with the COVID-19 pandemic uh, and quarantine. As president, what would be your approach to a viral outbreak such as this? And what, in what ways would you handle this situation differently than Mr. Trump, President Trump, has so far? Uh, starting with Mr. Dan Berman. I think the first thing we should do whenever there's a viral outbreak is get the government out of the way. They've been in the way preventing us from getting masks, tests, everything else. They shut down the entire economy, which has, um, by a lot of people's um, recollection or, or science, has said that this is actually, actually absolutely nonsense. Um, they shut down smoking stores and they found out that smoking actually helps kill the virus. Who knew? Um, government can't centrally plan anything. Stop trying to central plan a reaction to a virus. Allow the market to do its thing. Allow people to help their neighbors and do their thing and just get government the... F Can I swear on this? Out of the way. The fuck out of the way. There we go. All right. Thank you, Mr. Berman. Moving on to Mr. Ken Blevins. Uh, that's part of it. Just get the government out of the way. Let the market you know, produce items that's going to help. Let them produce productive items. And don't hold out information. Inform the public of what's coming. Let them know. Let them be prepared. Don't do it where they have to go out there and get everything right now and hoard stuff. But just say, hey, we have this coming. This is what's going to happen. This is what we believe is going to happen. And just inform them. Don't, don't use scare tactics. Use information. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Blevins. Uh, Judge Jim Gray. The politicians responded to this epidemic logically, politically. So if I'm a politician and I'm a mayor or I'm a governor, what do I do? I show people I'm going to do everything I can to keep you healthy. So if you don't get sick, I'm a hero because it worked. And if you do get sick, I have plausible deniability because I did everything I could. We needed libertarian courage. We needed someone to stand up and say, yes, we need to be safe. We'll allow adults to make adult decisions, but we'll also consider the economy, not a part of the discussion. And how much harm is caused by people, what, tens of millions of people losing their jobs? Not a part of that political discussion. Putting hundreds of thousands of businesses out of business. And if I'm a hardware store owner, for example, I'm closed down. I'm not essential according to the arbitrary government. But the box stores stay open so people can buy their hardware there. It's wrong. It, we need to bring people instead of governments to resolve these problems. Thank you, Judge Gray. Mr. Jacob Hornberger. We have a tremendous opportunity in this crisis. There's nothing like the prospect of death that focuses people's attention because it's so real. And I think what we need to do is talk to the American people about an entirely different system, the only system that can extricate us from this crisis. And that system is what I mentioned earlier in the platform from 30 years ago, a total separation of healthcare and the state, a total free market healthcare system. When you combine that with a sound economic system, our founding economic system, where you keep everything you earn, where charity is 100% voluntary, where we trust people to keep everything they earned and to make the right decisions. And then a third system of sound money, no Federal Reserve, none of this paper money, none of this debasement of the currency, when we put together those three systems, we're now building the foundation for the future and we're showing people how to extricate ourselves from this crisis because it's the only way to extricate ourselves from this crisis. Thank you.
Mr. Adam Kokesh. I'm glad that I get to just say you know, ditto to most of what's been said before about getting government out of the way and pointing out all of the horrific ways that government has made this worse. And I think the best silver lining that we can see in this opportunity that we have right now is that nearly every single American is now a civil disobedience activist. In some way, we have all disobeyed the lockdown orders. We see people getting arrested surfing, wakeboard or paddleboarding, uh, playing with their kids in a park. And this is absolutely insane. We see the American people standing up. I read a great article today on my show on Adam versus the man from the Ron Paul Institute. And it was about how this feels like 1989, the Berlin Wall coming down, Tiananmen Square. And there's a feeling today that people are realizing the chains aren't real. Mr. Kokesh, now to Mr. Ken Armstrong. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, so, as a federal disaster uh, contingency planner myself, uh, recommended for Federal Executive of the Year for my work in the Port of Los Angeles, Long Beach, I've actually held the federal plans all the way up to the level of top secret in my hands. I, I know what the federal plans are. So, one thing I can say is, I don't think this president has read them. The three most important things in a federal response to anything, and there, there is a proper role for federal government, the three most important things is make sure the public knows everything you know. Make sure that, that all the levels of, of government agency response are coordinated so they can talk to each other and communicate with each other. And make sure that there can be a free flow of logistics, goods, and services to the places that are affected. F, F, and F for this president. Thank you, Mr. Armstrong. Mr. John Mons. Yeah, I think what the current crisis points out is that freedom actually works. We have to look at what is what is going right uh, in this this epidemic pandemic, and that is government actually getting out of uh, or relaxing rules on licensing of doctors. You know, letting retired doctors come back and practice without taking, you know, various tests or the fact that they talk about the limit of beds. And we need to mention the fact that, um, you know, in most communities, in order to get a hospital, you have to, you know, file paperwork to, to have your competitors say that, that uh, there's a need in the community instead of just letting uh, whoever wants to, to go into business, go into business. And if they fail, they fail. And also we should point out the fact that, the, um, the policies of the other parties are based on what they believe is that the American people are too stupid to make their own choices. So just because you open up the economy, that doesn't mean people are going to go to stores and go out and do things. They, they, they are able to make decisions and, and judge what risk they're willing to take. And, and I think that's a good uh, policy to have. Thank you. Mr. Sam Robb. 
how would I react to this as president? Well, first off, if I was president, I would have been president for the last three years, which means that myself and these fine gentlemen here who I would be relying on to help me uh, deal with dismantling the federal government would have already addressed things like uh, getting rid of the FDA, getting rid of getting rid of the various laws that, in, that are being uh, impeding our reaction to this, uh, freeing up the market and allowing it to deal with this crisis, deal with this pandemic, deal with this disease in a way that makes sense. If you think about it, we're looking to the government and saying, hey, what's, what is going to happen from top down? How are we going to coordinate all this? That's not how our bodies work. Our bodies get on with the business of life while what's needed to fight a disease takes, is marshaled and, and, and goes and takes place and deals with it. That's what happens in the free market. Those individuals who can deal with the situation do, and the rest of the situ the rest of life goes on so that you don't drop over dead. That's really what we need. Thank you, Mr. Rubb. Mr. Vermin Supreme. Okay, sorry about that. Um, this is, of course, a very transformational moment. Uh, it's, it's, uh, people are working from home. They're, they're taking school at home. It's uh, definitely changing a lot of fundamental assumptions uh, about uh, things that are necessary in society. All the regulations that are to be tossed aside is unnecessary in this time. And um, so I think it's a serious, serious opportunity for libertarians uh, to be able to uh, reach out to all these people's questioning. I mean, a situation, or, or if they are, they haven't been able to enact that, and their best, the government is best equipped for uh, sheer enforcement. Now, what would I do? I would outlaw COVID-19. I would set up COVID-19 <laughs> free zones. I would go back in time. I would kill baby COVID. I would build a microscopic antiviral, antibacterial wall around this, around this great nation of ours, and then outside of the wall, I will build a moat and fill it with Purell. Thank you. I'm Vermin Supreme. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Supreme. Mr. Arvind Vora. Imagine today if every, let's say there was no coronavirus outbreak and everybody decided they wanted to go out to a restaurant. You know what you would see? You'd see about a two-hour wait. Today, before corona, when there was nothing going on, if you go to a hospital, the best you see is a two-hour break. Be, uh, wait, because of the government-created delays. If I'd been president, we would have had doctors from all over the world practicing medicine in America. We'd have people able to reimport medicines from any country they wanted to. There would be no shortage. If somebody wanted to start a hospital or a clinic, they'd be able to. And so we would have a much larger supply. We wouldn't have tariffs on the medical items we need from other countries. And so we would have everything we needed to do. The government has no place in it. The government can only get in the way as they have done with the FDA. So if I'm elected, I'm going to get the government completely out of medicine and the FDA and let the free market give us better health care. Thank you, Mr. Vora. Mr. Andy Williams, Jr. Well, one, um, I would be very transparent <clears throat> about what was going on, have one voice, the central voice speaking truth to the people, giving the people the choice, not saying this is the way it is, because I think we do have choices. Um, I would have already set up healthcare clinics in the community that were ran by the community, um, like Harris Rosen does in Florida with his Rosen Care, and similar to the Black Panther Party healthcare clinic. I would encourage healthy eating, 
especially those that have weak immune systems based on the information that we're hearing, saying, hey, you need to drink alkaline water, get off those sugars. You know, if you have these pre-existing conditions under the respiratory, diabetes, like th these are the ones that we got to be careful of. Um, and I would put an extra emphasis on the widows um, and the elderly, you know, the, the most vulnerable people and make sure that the resources were there. Um, and limited government by aiding assisting those who didn't have it. Very much. Uh, and finally, uh, Mr. John McAfee. Well, if I had been president, uh, the first thing I would have done is um, try to find the truth of the situation. Uh, is this, in fact, uh, a pandemic worthy of doing anything about? If we look at numbers, uh, if we don't listen to the press, the press goes, horrific. Um, that, devastating numbers of really in the entire world ladies and gentlemen in the past uh, since it began in december five months less than a quarter of a million people worldwide have died in the same period of time six hundred and thirty thousand people have died from the flu now why do politicians uh follow the uh, mainstream media because if, if you Donald Trump on the first day said listen I don't think this is so bad on the second day panic because the mainstream media feeding off of the fear of the public forces our politicians to stand in line why you're not going to get elected next year uh, if something bad really happened. Uh, you know look at the numbers that's the first thing I would do I'm sorry to leave over time Thank you, Mr. McAfee.